0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: For maybe the first time ever, lawmakers have some real insight into how some agencies are moving away from outdated technology. Five out of 10 agencies answered Senator Maggie Hassan's call to describe their IT modernization strategies and priorities. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller got a hold of those plans, and he writes about why this may be the beginning of a renewed interest from lawmakers in getting rid of technical debt across the government. And Jason joins me now. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jared. Why, did, as far as we know, did Senator Hassan ask for these modernization strategies in the first place?
0: I think there's a it's a combination of two things. First, I think lawmakers are recognizing the impact of technology on the pandemic, meaning That agencies are struggling to make sure that they can meet citizen services meet their mission needs and technology plays such a big role and so many agencies had to modernize so quickly specific parts of their network like the vpns and the virtual desktop interfaces and making sure they had enough bandwidth the second reason is you know she's a ranking member of a subcommittee on the homeland security government affairs subcommittee and what she's focused on here is how agencies are spending money where that money is coming from But more importantly, you know, if the Senate does change hands, she could become a chairwoman of that subcommittee. So I think there's some planning going on here as well. So, as we
1: said, she reached out to 10 agencies. Five of them got back to her. Um, Who were those agencies and what did they say?
0: The five agencies that got back to her was the Defense Department, the Education Department, the Department of Homeland Security, the Social Security Administration, and the Small Business Administration. What's interesting here is we know the stories of a couple of them. Education and SBA have been very vocal about how they've been modernizing. What's interesting, though, is that we don't hear as much from the Social Security Administration, for instance. We don't hear as much from the Homeland Security Department about major plans to modernize. And then, of course, Jared, as you well know, DoD can sometimes be very open, very transparent. Other times you have no clue what's happening within their Uh, within their technology modernization plans. I spoke with Mike Hettinger. He's the president of Hettinger Strategy Group, but he's also a former staff member of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee. And he says one of the things that stood out to him was just this idea of how much money is needed to modernize agency systems. He goes, it's constantly misunderstood about how you get out from under technical debt. And that's why when you talk about a billion dollars for something like the technology modernization fund or an investment into the IRS, that's really just not it's really about spilling a lot more money at these problems than just saying, well, you have plenty of money, use it. I think the other thing that really stood out to me from this is how agencies are really taking on some of these old legacy systems. Two examples I'll highlight, and there's more of them. And this, both of these come from the Government Accountability Office's June 2019 report on the oldest legacy systems across government. The Defense Department, for instance, is going to finish an update to an Air Force system that they deemed as moderately high risk to mission and moderately, moderately cybersecurity risky. In, in coming up in, in June was the first deadline, and then they have other ones coming soon. The Education Department, which GAO said about a year ago, didn't even have a plan to modernize some of its older systems, now plans to release a new solicitation this fall to modernize a federal student aid system that is 46 years old and considered high risk to both mission and cybersecurity. Education says it plans to release an updated system by October 2022. I think we've all
1: seen kind of two different kinds of modernization plans over the years from government agencies. I mean, sometimes you have things that are really substantive and give you a very clear roadmap of where leadership thinks they're going. And sometimes they're just kind of word salad that just strings together a bunch of buzzwords. How how substantive were the ones that you've seen out of this information request?
0: They were much more substantive than I thought they would be, to be honest. Uh, uh, Most of them really got into the details of what the priorities are where they plan to go with it, how much it's going to cost, and even the timeline to get things done. A good example is the Homeland Security Department. Not only did they offer up a straightforward IT modernization plan, they also included their data center optimization and consolidation plan, as well as their network modernization plan under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions Program. They by far provided the committee with the most documents. But even if you dig deeper into the DHS IT modernization plan, they, they Highlight things like by fiscal 2023, they're going to do a phased approach to network modernization. They're going to get rid of their second data center, they call Data Center 2, first quarter of 2021. They plan to improve their security operations center uh, sometime in 2020, and then really, really continue their consolidation and improvements by 2024. A lot of this is just, we, we don't get to see this level of detail unless someone's talking about it, unless if there's an RFP out. So I think bringing this together really just shows you that there is a plan and they are moving forward with it.
1: And uh, who are the five agencies that didn't respond? And, and do we know if it's because they just don't have
0: plans? We don't know why they didn't respond, but the five agencies that didn't were the departments of Treasury, Interior, and Health and Human Services and Transportation, and then also the Office of Personnel Management. Now, Senator Hassan had written this letter back in June 3rd, gave everyone a deadline of August 3rd. So as of August 10th, when I heard from the committee, those are the five that hadn't responded yet. Why? Again, it's unclear. I imagine they all do have some sort of IT modernization plan. In fact, I talked to the Treasury Department CIO recently, and he went through it in in major detail. Uh, the OPM CIO testified before the House during the Fatara hearing a couple of weeks back, and she talked about certain changes they've had. And again, I've also talked to the Interior Department CIO as well. So whether it got hung up in, in legislative affairs or what, we really don't know.
1: And Jason, you kind of hinted that uh, this may bode for more oversight if the Senate does flip and Senator Hassan becomes the subcommittee chair next year. But But what do we know of what her plans for this information would be other than that?
0: a lot of this is guessing because i think she's still kind of figuring it out she's looking at what the 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 strategy said, the answers to the questions, and, and what themes, what has emerged. And I talked with, again, Mike Hettinger, who's a former House staff member, and he goes, she can go in a number of different directions with this information. First, she could write her own letters to the Appropriations Committee and really encourage them to authorize working capital funds for IT modernization. That's probably the one common theme I saw against uh, from a lot of these letters is agencies want these working capital funds, but Congress will not authorize it. Uh, SBA does have one, but education Education, DOD, Social Security, DHS all have said in some way or another it would be really helpful to have that that fund. Second, Mike Hettinger said the other thing he could do is 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 he would could see Senator Hassan do is oh, use these way. letters as a basis for some hearings and investigations or possibly you know some legislation. So remember, it's been five years since Congress passed and the president signed the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act. So In five years, as you know, Jared, in technology is a very long time.
1: All right. Federal News Network, Jason Miller, thanks very much.
0: Always a pleasure.
1: And you can read more in the reporter's notebook at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on, and you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at griffelsplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.